Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, on which I have a Canadian guest today, David Morneau. He's the managing partner of an agency, but also a independent software vendor called InBeat. It's all about influencers, micro-influencing. It's actually the number one micro-influencer marketing agency in um, the US or North America. Um, and I'm I'm delighted to have him here. We're going to talk influencer marketing today. But first of all, David, could you give the audience a little insight in your background? Sure thing. So thanks for having me on the show, Lai. It's really a pleasure to be here. Um, so essentially, I've been doing influencer marketing for the better part of five years now. We've built software around it. We've built an agency around it. We've built a network of 25,000 plus micro influencers that we've collaborated with in the past. And here we are. So this was born out of a, of an SEO agency. A client came to us, asked us, hey, you know, we'd like to dabble with this micro influencer thing. I think it, it could be big, right? And turns out that we just looked at it, realized that you know, and looking at the components, it was very similar to, uh, you know, SEO link building. So turns out we just mapped our processes and it was almost the same short sales cycle, negotiation and so forth, pretty much the same thing you'd expect in a guest post. And we ran with it. We realized there was a service offering there. We realized there was a market. And here we are five years ish later, same five, it might be four. It's, it's around there. But yeah, that's where we're at. Cool. Cool. So uh, actually, what you're saying there is that you're well, transforming more or less your agency into a software company. Um, and I think personally that the best software comes from agencies or agencies that turned into software vendors. I, you see that happening a lot because you see the struggles of your customers all day, right? You know what kind of software they're lacking. So the best software, you know, the best software needs can be identified by agency owners. Um, and 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 you have developed InBeat. Um, people, you know, listeners should definitely go to your website. Uh, I will share a link to your website in the show notes, of course. But there is, um, uh, for example, an engagement rate calculator on your website. You can take a, like a, a free trial on your InBeat software. Um, but you know that engagement rate calculator for Instagram. What what does that actually do? How does that how does that work? So essentially what we look at, engagement rate is just one of those quantitative metrics we can use to facilitate the vetting process. Um, we, we look at likes plus comments, and after that, uh, divided by the number of followers, that gives us like, okay, well, what percentage of your audience is engaged, right? That comes with a caveat because there's a lot of people that are going to you know, either buy engagement from engagement groups and so forth, which are you know uh, groups that just share likes between one another. And I will buy uh, comments and likes as well. They'll buy both components. So it's just one of those quantitative metrics that if you don't have, then it's a no-go. But if you have it, then, you know, we go further into the vetting process. Um, so, yeah, that's really what engagement rate is about. We just look at like the, we try to evaluate the number of your followers that are engaged with you on a consistent basis and comments are worth more than likes. So that's essentially the name of the game. And and that's actually something you're, you're touching a topic there that is pretty difficult for marketers that are considering hiring an influencer, because how do you decide what is a good influencer versus 
which one is just pretending to be a good influencer because there's a lot of you know wannabe influencers online. Um, well, first of all, before we dive into what a good influencer is, you're you're specifically talking about micro influencers. What yeah, what, are, what what is a micro influencer? So for us, a micro influencer is anyone with five thousand to twenty five thousand followers on Instagram on TikTok. We expand that to a hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand followers, but it's a loose definition, and by no means is it to be taken account has a hard line. You know, like twenty five thousand and one follower still going to be a micro influencer in our sense. I mean, the big biggest distinction for us is really when we start dealing with agents, right? That's when we step out of the kind of micro influencer world and we get into the macro influencer world. And that can happen, you know, usually it happens 25,000 and beyond and at 100,000 and beyond, you're almost going to be always dealing with an agent. So um, yeah, that's our so definition of a micro influencer. If you if you're comparing a micro influencer to to let's say a, a macro um, or, or what, what do you call someone that's not a micro influencer anymore? Yeah, so macro and then macro, celebrity, yeah, celebrities, yeah, etc. Yeah, exactly, so yeah. could you say that micro influencers are more or less niche players that have targeted audiences? Do they have like a higher engagement rate than the celebrities? Yeah. So there's a there's an interesting thing that happens with micro influencers. Usually they become micro influencers um, through you know a small hobby they're pursuing or whatnot, and they just gain a following, right? They love fashion to a point where they just post tons of fashion content, and you know they're they're and they have a small kind of following that's really that loves their content, right? And that's that's a that's a good micro influencer. Um, that's how they become this kind of micro influencer and build that following. Of course, a lot of them are looking to become macro influencers down the line. So that's really where it is. But yeah, essentially that's what we, that's how they're kind of born and built. Yeah. So I guess, I guess there's a thing here where some influencers are, some micro influencers are proactively looking to build their follower count and some just stumble upon it, you know, by accident, they do drawing, they do, you know, painting and mm -hmm. they're just gaining a small niche following because their, their content is so good. Right. And yeah. Cool. So just the other day, I was listening to a to the demarketing book podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but Doug, Douglas Burdett, Burdett is the host, and he does that. He does like a lot of books, and um, a book he recently had on there was um, Influence. Um, I can't remember the author, but I do know that what it was about, and um, it was about the difference between having an influencer for your brand or hiring an influencer or someone that's really influential. Um, the difference being, you know, if, if you hire them to do some promotion for your brand or, or, or if you're, if they're posting for you, they actually influence their following versus just having a following. How did, what's your look on that? What's your take on that? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you wouldn't trust like a, a lifestyle Instagrammer with, you know, 10,000 followers on a barbecue recommendation, right? So trust is also about relevance in the sense that, you know, a, a YouTuber that's going to do barbecue reviews and that, you know, you trust in some sense and that you've watched barbecue cooking videos from them. Well, you're going to have a much higher level of trust, right? And that's influential versus, you know, just a follower count is it's a metric, right? It allows you to vet further along, but essentially what you're going to be looking for is also trust, right? And relevance. And these are the two things that are going to resonate the most with these, you know, uh, that these influencers are going to be able to drive results for you is that they have trust and relevance from their audience. So does their audience trust them? And are they relevant to the product you're trying to sell them? So for instance, let's take another example, drawing page on Instagram, they're looking, you know, 
And then someone is like, hey, you know, we'd love you to promote our, our barbecue. It doesn't make any sense, right? But if you promote a sketchbook through them, then all of a sudden, this person is extremely influential on that specific topic, right? And that, that, that's what's going to resonate with our audience. So I hope that, that covered your question. Absolutely, yeah, it does. Partly because it leads to a following question, of course. Sure. So let's say let's say I'm a, I'm a marketer and I'm considering hiring a micro influencer for my brand. Um, you're talking about they, they should be trusted, they should be influential. How do I define or how do I find out find out if they actually are trustworthy or if if they are if if they actually are influential? Because I could spend a lot on those um, uh, influencers, of course. You know, we had a, a previous episode once with someone that that was also focusing on influencers, and you know, there's all kinds of influencers you can you can uh, basically ask to do promotions for you. You can spend lots of money on it, but you know, how do I actually find out if my money is going to be any good spent on this particular influencer? Yeah, so that's a really good question. The way we look at it is good content uh, wins every time, right? We just, you know, we use basic engagement rate calculators to, to make sure that we're on par with what we're looking for in terms of, of metrics. But, you know, after that, we look for good content, right? And that's really, really important to us. If the content is good and resonates with the audience. And by the way, when I say resonate, let's 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 go in that direction right now. When I say resonate, just look at the comment section. It's usually where it goes down, right? Super engaged audiences will comment. You can see this on YouTube. You can see this on TikTok. You can see this on Instagram. Comments are a vote of, you know, engagement. And if you see the same people commenting, that's even better, right? Because they've got an audience that engages with them on an ongoing basis. But yeah, essentially, we we look at micro-influencers in, in the lens of like, okay, good content, decent metrics, let's go along with it. And it becomes a numbers game, right? So what's cool about micro-influencers is that you don't need to pay, you know, $10,000 or even $1,000 for that matter for a collaboration, right? You can get away a couple hundred dollars with great influencers. You can even package deals where you give tons of product and, you know, you do an affiliate payout and so forth, right? So you can get away with a lot less than if you were to pay a celebrity to do a collaboration with you. So the margin of uh, error doesn't matter as much. Whereas, you know, if you're paying $25,000 for a collaboration and it's a flop, then it's, that's monumental, right? If you do a couple of these, then it, it starts to hurt really bad. So micro-influencers, you, you want to play the numbers game, right? And you want to build along. So, you know, we, we, when we, how we work with micro-influencers on our side is we will find influencers that we think are good just based on what we know. So content quality, engagement, and so forth. And then after that, we'll work with them and then we'll re-collaborate with the influencers that outperform. So tracking is a really important thing where, okay, how many sales did this influencer drive? And then, you know, what was the engagement and so forth? And then you can re-collaborate with the ones that are driving sales and, you know, this, and then, you know, not re-collaborate with the ones that aren't. And then you can go along and build a roster of micro-influencers that just move the needle every time they post. And that's how micro-influencer becomes that asset. Cool. So you have mentioned a lot of stuff about micro-influencers and you've also mentioned, you know, what, what, what some good influencers or what to look for into in a good influencer so they should have a following they should have an active following they should be they should show engagement so comments it's all about comments and having that engagement what other characteristics do you uh, think or do you believe a good influencer should have 
Yeah. So, I mean, and then that's the qualitative filter, right? Good content. Is their video good? You know, what, what about their lighting? What about their, you know, what about their, the photos they take? Like, do they have taste essentially is what we're looking for. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's so qualitative because taste, what is taste? But, you know, we, we have like some, some benchmarks of like, okay, well, you know, we don't want posts with tons of written over layover text that look ugly. Right. That's, we have these benchmarks where we look for people that have taste and we, we, through time, these people that have taste usually grow as influencers, their audience is more proactive, their content is more engaging and so forth, right? And then of course, this, this has a limit, taste is different from one niche to another, right? You can look at old older industries and you realize that taste is not the same as these younger tech companies, right? So it's like, okay, well, what does taste mean? So you have to look at it on our agency side, as you probably know, is it's on a client per client basis. So what is the industry standard for for this kind of thing? And then, yeah, I love it. You know, it's it's the the micro influencing also mm -hmm. means that you have different kind of industries that you are in. So, in your experience, because you have worked with with tons of micro influencers and tons of companies that hired influencers, what what are some of the industries that you have the best experiences in when 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 they're hiring? influencers so when does it work best to hire an influencer in which industry yeah so i mean let's let's go at it from a different angle mm -hmm. and what what works best is really when brands have a lot of goodwill built into them they're cool they people want to share them right you want to you want to be associated with them they they help the planet whatever they do they just have tons of goodwill and you can just see the difference between a brand that's just got a mission and that's clearly oriented in a direction and when you reach out to an influencer versus a brand, that's just like, you know, selling another widget, right? You don't want to be selling another widget, even if both of you are just selling another widget, right? You need to build some, some value into it. So brand is really what's going to make or break kind of like the relationship building. Um, industry doesn't matter, to be honest, like, you know, you can, you can work at it from any kind of industry, right? You could, as long as you, you, there's going to be influencers for your industry. That's for sure. If you're selling direct to consumer in some sense, or even if you're B2B, there are influencers out there that are influencing your target customers. And then it's really about like, okay, well, what's my brand about? What's my, what's my mission? How am I recognized? Right. Cause it's, and then it's a bilateral relationship for the influencer to promote you. That's mm -hmm. also something there. That's a badge for them, right? If they're promoting you and your fantastic brand, then it's a huge win for them too, because now like they're associated with you. So brand is probably going to be the biggest differentiator. Great. Great. You know, the, the, um, just, just, uh, the, the, uh, the insight you're sharing here for the audience is, is really great. I think for the, uh, you know, people that are considering to hire influencers, this is really uh, really hands-on software that you have because I've tried it out myself, um, not completely, but you know I, I set up some, uh, I did some searches on your website, and actually your software, and that's the cool thing about it, is also helping people to discover other influencers. So yeah. your your software finds influencers for your customers, right? So you you can't know all the influencers, but you do. Yeah. So the the, the gist of our software is pretty straightforward. We built it for ourselves. It's a database. It's built to it's built to find influencers at scale. Um, agencies use our tool. The way the way we view influencer marketing is a much more quantitative approach. And a lot of people 
So our, our, our kind of uh, philosophy is like, look, you know, if you're going to try to launch an influencer marketing campaign, reach out to 200 influencers in your industry and then negotiate with them, right? And then negotiate and then manage the responses and so forth. And then you'll get a pulse on like, okay, well, what's this going to cost me? What does the industry look like? What are they looking for? And so forth, right? So we have a more quantitative approach to it. And that's really what the software has been built to do. Like it. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's people, listeners, go find out. I'll, I'll share it, the link to your website in the show notes. Um, so they can find out their sel- themselves, yeah. you know, how to look for influences in their industry. Yeah. You want to share something more. I can see it. Right? No, no. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah, and it, you know, there's tons of resources on our website as well. If you're looking on how to do influencer marketing and like, you know, it's just just read it through. And if, you know, at any point you, you feel like you, you don't want to do this yourself, which happens. A lot of people transition from our software to our agency just feel free to reach out you know and we can look at this and see how we can help thanks for listening to this episode of the marketing technology podcast if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or itunes also if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl thank you for listening